0: Welcome to Building Pennsylvania, a construction industry podcast co-hosted by the Keystone Contractors Association and Atlas Marketing. This is John O'Brien. And this is Chris Martin. Yes, and today we are here to talk about crisis communications. Chris is a uh, nationally renowned renowned figure when it comes to this topic. He's, he's spoken across the country for AGC, the Associated General Contractors, and just today he was in Hershey. If you want to talk about your experience today, what brought you here, uh, how was the audience, um, give us a little feedback on your presentation.
1: Well, thanks, John. That really set me up nicely there. Thank you. Uh, well, today, as you said, I, I spoke at the Governor's Occupational Safety and Health Conference that was held at the Hershey Lodge. Um, thanks to your colleague in uh, cohort, uh, Seth Core, who is a committee member and invited me to come and speak. The, um, the topic this morning was crisis communications and its impact on safety. And really what we focused on today in the discussion was the correlation between having a safety program and the need for a crisis communications plan. Uh, the, the, the conversation and the presentation went quite well, I, I will admit. Um, the interaction was quite lively. There was a lot of uh, comments and and questions. Uh, And and one question that came up was uh, toward the end of the discussion, but it was focused on having technical support or uh, experts to help tell the story when it comes to a news conference or even with a media interview. And, And it was interesting because the, the the question came from someone who was a safety officer, and, and the question was quite simply, should you have, you know, more people engaged in the the communications element and telling the story of what has occurred? And my response was quite simply, um, the more people, the better, but make sure that they have a they have a reason to be there. Uh, you know, a lot of the times you see uh, like a news conference or even a, even a, a politician, uh, who is behind a podium and they're speaking and then behind them or even more people who are there more support, uh, element. But I just prefer that if you're going to have people stand back there, they should have a role and they should be able to, to answer questions and, and, and be a part of the conversation as appropriately rather than just standing there for, for eye candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Um, John, I mean, you've you've done a, you've handled a lot of crisis communications for for uh members in the past. Yeah. What what's your take on crisis communications and safety?
0: Um take it's a you know it's a serious topic. You um want to make sure your teams prepared and you want to make sure uh you know everyone's kind of on the same page. So like like you're saying you have various team members involved and and again, I agree with you. You don't want them to be there, just to be there. You want them to have a specific role and a specific purf- purpose, yep. you know, to yep. be involved. And and part of that is, you know, making sure everyone that's involved knows the story you're telling and knows exactly what happened. And because the last thing you want to do is put someone up there and you hear no, no comment. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like you're insensitive. You don't care about this situation. You don't want to comment on it. So you want to make sure knowledgeable people that are up to date on the incident or, or or whatever happened, whatever the crisis is, make sure knowledgeable people with insight onto the situation are involved in the process.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's funny you said, you know, no comment because that was a topic that, or that was actually a, a, an individual slide in the presentation. And it's funny, every time I do that for construction or engineering or even manufacturing, when it comes to crisis communications, people's eyes get big, like, what do you mean i can't say no comment yeah uh, and it's always funny because you know it, my take on it is and and i'll share this with with the, our listeners you know it's it's you, you've worked hard to develop a a message and, and have a response and coordinate with your your members and your leadership and and all the people that are involved in your crisis communications team why wouldn't you want to go out and tell your side of the story rather than just hiding behind two words that literally zap all the credibility out of anything that you've done up until that point
0: yes yeah absolutely
1: you know um, did,
0: did you focus on uh, the written statement at all and do you do you think that's a, a good process to get your company to put it in writing first before any sort of spoken word is is given
1: well it, it's funny you say that too because although we didn't get into that you know, the the varying efforts or the varying degrees of how to respond, uh, one one of the participants did ask, um, you know, we have, uh, he was talking about a specific instance where he was talking uh, at a chemical plant and he had mentioned to the reporter that it was a, a caustic, uh, I'm sorry, a, 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 I can't think of the, how he said it, but it was the casualty of the toxics and he said that the next day the headline was caustic toxics toxins at the site and and you know it was a matter of you know how do you how do you make sure that those words are, are specifically what you want them to say and and my response was you know that might be a perfect opportunity to do a written statement yeah is actual having the conversation and um and a lot of people don't realize that that a written statement is a viable response, mm-hmm. and so and especially in the construction industry, because you know just as well as I do, you know contractors try to avoid the limelight. They just want to do their job and, and go home uh, safely and you know uh, on time. All those all those fun things that come along with it. But um, I, I think there's there's a lot of opportunity for contractors and, and safety officials and leaders within the industry to to look at you know, situations or crisis situations and and as an opportunity to to not only tell their story, but talk about how safe and Mm -hmm. how productive they are. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's one thing. I know every situation is different and perhaps it might not call for a written statement, but in the situations that I've helped out in the past with our various members, that's that's one thing that we kind of gravitated towards was first. Let's get a written statement out. That's first you know get get feedback and input from everyone on the job site anyone that has input on the incident and then you know work with work with your superintendent and maybe the you know president of the company or whoever and just de have a good detailed written statement and that way you know if if the news cameras show up and not the right person's there or they don't have issues you know they might have issues interviewing someone this way they have a written statement that they can actually read on on the news center just so that the perspective from the contractor is accurately you know described on the on the newscast
1: sure sure, absolutely and and I think you know the uh, there is a there is definitely a time and a place for that. Um, and and I agree with you. I think that that is always the right thing to do to, to, to write down your message to make sure that the people that are going to serve as your spokesperson have the have that consistency and and, and actually one of the persons in the uh, in the presentation this morning talked about unification and unified mm-hmm. messaging. So I, I agree. I couldn't agree more with it. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's great. Yeah. The
0: last the last thing you want the media to do is to show up at the job site and perhaps. You know they have issues getting the interview from the contractor, and now they're roaming the job site and they're talking to, you know, just a passerby or someone not really involved, and might not be a good comment that's coming out of that person's mouth. That's not really that familiar with the incident. So.
1: <laughs> very, very true. Uh, yeah. And you know, there, there's been there's been instances where that has happened, and the the the, the comment was from a somewhat disgruntled tradesman. Yes. Who just simply had a bad day that day. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you're absolutely right. Making sure that, you know, controlling that message and managing the situation is extremely important. uh, And and that consistent single voice message and response is extremely important Mm -hmm. uh, because that's how you can. That's how you manage the crisis situation going from there.
0: Absolutely. When it comes to social media, was that brought up at all? as far as crisis management?
1: The the one thing that we always tell clients and, is, you know, when it comes to social media uh, in a crisis situation, the, the biggest thing is, uh, again, consistency, but more importantly, uh, making sure that your response is well-timed. And, and by that, I mean, um, you know, let's throw out an example. Um, There is a uh, an explosion at a concrete. Plant um, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, The explosion occurs the first. The last thing you want to have is somebody going to Facebook or LinkedIn or even Twitter and saying, hey, I just heard a big explosion at my job site. Um, So you want to limit that initially. Mm -hmm. Um, We always look at social media as a great support for. The um, the follow up as well as the the opportunity to to reinforce messaging, uh, so I think that's that's what I would recommend for utilizing social media. Uh, simply because social media, one there's so many platforms, mm-hmm. and you know to to be able to manage that, it, it can be a little daunting, especially while you're managing a crisis situation. Um, and then the, the second part of that is, is making sure that you have your message in place before you start to get information out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I say it that way because. Um, and all the crises that we have managed and, and, and have been a part of, you know, it, it, the messaging and the in the statements go back and forth and back and forth multiple times and and are reviewed by a lot of people. Um, legal, financial, communication, safety, all of those people are involved. So you want to make sure that you have the right version of your response. Um, So we always tell people to kind of go a little, it's in your best interest to go dark on your social media until you have something to say in terms of a crisis.
0: Okay, so here's an example here. yeah you're dark for a while then you got your statement and you got your uniformity amongst your company and you you post something on facebook for example your company releases a statement on facebook about an incident and you start getting comments that that could be viewed as negative towards your company do you first off would you recommend allowing people to comment uh, would you would you respond or would you delete them or how would you handle that that sort it, of situation.
1: That's a really good question. I mean, typically, if there is you know, negative conversation or um, misinformation, mm-hmm. we would encourage you to take that offline. Uh, and by that, I mean having a conversation like in, in Facebook Messenger, for example, or direct message in Twitter to that person and and the company representative, because that way you're you're acknowledging their information, but yet you're also making sure that whatever they're saying, if it's misinformation or just flat factually wrong, Mm -hmm. you don't want to have that become a, you know, a mini crisis within a bigger crisis. So that would be the first thing I I would recommend is, you know, take that information offline and have a conversation with someone. Um, But the other side of that is, you know, Depending on the level of the crisis, um, you may want to turn off the commenting and and not allow people to to comment. You know, for example, if there's a a fatality on a job site, um, the last thing you want to have is people you know jumping onto social media and saying negative things about the pe- person that died or the company that you know this this infraction happened or something to that extent. Yeah. Um, because you know the, the bigger a- element is is that we all want to be safe and we all want to you know, go home and see our loved ones at night. So uh, it, it kind of becomes a sticky situation to say a blanket uh, response needs to just be go dark and, and don't, don't address things. But I think it's in your best interest as a general contractor, an owner, a leader to, to manage the misinformation if it becomes
0: a, a problem. Makes sense, yeah, definitely, yeah. And every situation is different, right, sure. right, right. When it when it comes to uh, traditional media, like the print media and the and the news media, do you have any sort of uh, good feedback, pros, cons, any sort of uh, good advice for contractors in dealing with them?
1: Yeah, it, it, man, you're really teeing me up here, pal. Uh, <laughs> the um, I, first off, personally, I always I recommend and, and encourage conversation. And you know, a lot of the times, if you're if you're talking with a reporter, um, you know, you can easily, you know, the first question is is are we on the record? Uh, so that then that way you can you can know you know your level of of engagement um, specifically with that reporter. Secondly, you know always assume that you're on the record so that you you don't make mistakes and and share information that you don't want out there because if you do it's it's it'll be in the public record and in the public domain so you want to avoid that but i i'm always a, a huge proponent of having the opportunity to talk with someone mm-hmm. um and and mainly it's not so much that i want to talk to the reporter but i want to know what the reporter knows relevant to this topic or this situation. So I would use that as an opportunity to ask questions and get them to talk a little bit more. And then not so much shut down the interview, but say, you know what, let me, you've given me a lot of good information. Let me go back to my team, confirm that this is all within the investigation and 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 make sense because I just don't know at this point in time. Um, and let me get back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I typically would use a, you know, that 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 conversation, so that um, you have an opportunity to to prepare yourself rather than just walking in there and and doing your best to respond to a question or have that conversation right then and there.
0: Yeah, great advice. <laughs> good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Anything else that stuck out today? Any any good questions or good feedback you heard?
1: There was uh, a lot of questions and I have to admit that you know, I'm still trying to pull it through in my head but I, I really enjoyed the fact that there was so much um, interaction between the participants and and myself as the, as the presenter. Uh, it was great. Um, people were uh, you know quick to offer uh, comments and and questions uh, that one woman in the audience even talked about her uh, PR person who was good, uh, very good in handling the media and talking about things, but that person's boss would be the one that would come in and, and, in her words, screw things up. Uh, (laughs) So it was interesting to hear. um, And and a lot of people had examples of, you know, instances that it didn't go quite so well as they expected. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I was shocked by that. I I wasn't expecting that. um, So that was good. Uh, but overall, I, I, I really enjoyed it and had the, had a great opportunity to to speak to there's probably about sixty people, uh, maybe seventy people yeah. um, at the uh, governor's occupational safety and health conference, and uh, uh, hopefully that was uh, just as good for everyone else as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, as as you know, I'm a, a big uh, proponent of KCA being uh, extended. Staff for all of our members, and I always tell them if they have any sort of crisis communication issues or problems, you know, feel free to get in touch with me. Um, I can help help as needed, or get professionals like you to come in and help. But but another thing I was thinking was it'd be great to, if there was a uh, crisis communication like resource guide or some sort of like uh, crisis communications one hundred one or something, you know, just to kind of. Give contractors and construction companies some help. Some help on. Uh, sorry about that call there.
1: Hopefully that
0: wasn't. <laughs> hopefully that wasn't a contractor with a with a crisis on.
1: <laughs> now we. Now we're taking callers, right? Yes. <laughs> um,
0: but no, I was. I was thinking it'd be great if if KCA and you know maybe a firm like yours you know, put our heads together and come up with some sort of crisis communication guide, and I was wondering what your thoughts are. and
1: I, if That's a
0: needed needed resource,
1: so I, I couldn't agree with you more and, and having the opportunity of, you know, here are the, the basic steps of what you need to, to, to work on and pull that together. I think that would be a great resource for your members um, and and we'd be glad to, to participate and, and help to, to pull that together. Absolutely. That would be a fantastic thing for the industry and for for kca members
0: awesome and if any members or construction companies are, are listening to this podcast I, I know our building pennsylvania podcast website isn't quite up and running yet we're not at that point yet but if they have questions or they want to get in touch with you is there a good number or email address to uh, to reach out to you
1: sure they can they can reach me at chris at atlasstories.com Um, You can call my office at 412-749-9299, and we will be glad to to offer assistance and uh, provide the the best uh, knowledge that we can based on the situation, and uh, go from there. Awesome.
0: And I I would be uh, remiss if I didn't say KCA is glad to have Atlas Marketing as a member and uh, you do a lot of good stuff for the industry, like like giving today's presentation and uh, keep up the great work.
1: Well, thank you. It's it's uh, it's great to be a part of KCA and we love uh, being a part of this industry. So thank you. You bet. Thank you for all you do.
0: And for all you listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed it. Many, many, many more topics are coming. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we might talk about ACE mentor one week. You know, workforce development. We might talk about the various trades and what does it take to get into those trades. Um, talk about different delivery systems and ways to improve collaboration in the industry. the The topics are endless when it comes to building Pennsylvania.
1: The list keeps growing, literally, just like Pennsylvania
0: yes absolutely great well thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time i hope you enjoyed it and please don't hesitate to contact us
1: and uh stay safe stay safe everyone thank you